This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 3, Leicester City 0. Reds record set as Liverpool put Leicester to the sword. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel as we react to Liverpool making its 64 league games at Anfield unbeaten. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp on Bobby's brilliance. We played a super game. Um, was so important for us tonight again. And you could see in the face of all the players when he scored that everybody thought, yes, exactly the right goal scorer. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst on his standout star at Anfield. I thought Liverpool's man of the match was Diogo Jota. He became the first Liverpool player to score in four successive games at Anfield in the Premier League. Um, £45 million man from Wolves is becoming one of the signings of the season. Plus, which Reds midfielder is Mark Baker waxing lyrical over here? An absolute elite player. And I thought he was fantastic again tonight. And such a big thing to be able to adapt and... It, it, almost like a chameleon on the football field, the way you can adjust adapt to whatever the requirements of the team and the manager. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have gone level on points with Tottenham Hotspur at the top of the Premier League after a 3-0 win here at Anfield against Leicester City. The early pace setters of the Premier League were uh, put to the sword by Jürgen Klopp's injury hit squad. Um, as goals from Diogo Jota and Roberto Firmino added to Johnny Evans's own goal in the first half. Uh, Liverpool really um, turned on the afterburners really and, and put the visitors to the sword. Probably fair to say that this is the Reds' uh, performance of the season to date. It really was that good at a time when so many of the first team are laid out with injury. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mohamed Salah of course with Covid, uh, no Joe Gomez, no Virgil van Dijk. Um, midfield three of Gini Wijnaldum. Um, Curtis Jones and, and Navi Keita were all excellent uh, before Keita succumbed to a muscle injury in the second half. That's another worry for Jürgen Klopp, but um, that was um, that, that was the only the only real bad spot on the night. That was a really very good one for the uh, for the Premier League champions. Um, Liverpool from start to finish were, were much better than their visitors. Brendan Rodgers, high flying Leicester once again put us assault by Liverpool. That's now three consecutive wins for Jürgen Klopp against Liverpool's former manager. Uh, and as I say, it probably was Liverpool's best performance of the season. Sadio Mane was, was excellent, Andy Robertson was outstanding, but I thought Liverpool's man of the match was Diogo Jota. He became the first Liverpool player to score in four successive games at Anfield in the Premier League. Um, £45 million man from Wolves is becoming one of the signings of the season. Um, he was excellent on the right side of that front three. Um, as was Firmino, who, uh, who got his goal eventually, a towering header. Not normally something you associate with the Brazil international, but uh, he got his goal. He's now up to two for the season. Jota's up to eight. Uh, Mane, once again, excellent. Robertson, outstanding, as I say. And uh, almost perfect night at the office for Jürgen Klopp, apart from that Naby Keiter injury. Uh, it's now on to Atlanta on Wednesday in the Champions League as Liverpool look to uh, further their 100% record in Europe as well. So have a great night all round for Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool 3, Leicester City 0. Paul Gorse, the Liverpool Echoes Liverpool correspondent reporting from Anfield as the Reds join Tottenham Hotspur at the top of the Premier League table, moving to 20 points from nine games played. Injuries all over the pitch for the Reds before kick-off and Jurgen Klopp to deal with ahead of the game. Here is the manager speaking with the media after the game. Jurgen, a 3-0 win against Leicester, a clean sheet despite all the injuries and 64 league games now unbeaten at Anfield. It's a record. It was a a perfect night on many levels, wasn't it? Yeah. Until Nabi left the pitch. Um, yeah, you're right. The, the, the game was uh, 
really good. But we, we had to play really good because otherwise you had no chance against Leicester. And the boys did it from the first second. We controlled the game. We passed the right passes, um, uh, moved in the right spaces, offered direction, passed, used these offers. And um, so a lot of things were really, really good. Um, even when we, had, we scored two goals or one scored, obviously, so, um, um, after, a, after a set piece. But um, a lot of good football moments and a really, really good performance. How pleased for Bobby are you? Sorry? How pleased for Bobby are you? Very, very. I think you saw it earlier than me. I only saw it once now that obviously he had the new record as well. Um, the closest, not goal, whatever, um, with the goal line technology. So, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> but of course, we were really happy and relieved and, and um, we deserved it so much. He played a super game. Um, was so important for us tonight again. And you could see in the face of all the players when he scored that everybody thought, yes, exactly the right goal scorer. And just on the Jota goal, there were 30 passes in the build-up to that goal. And he's now scored in his first four Anfield games. An incredible goal, an incredible start for Jota's career with you. Absolutely. But especially this goal, he couldn't have scored without an outstanding um, cross from... Andy Robertson, what a, what a situation in, in, in the whole in the whole build-up and um, passing all all these passes and then I think it was Joel to was it Joel probably yes to 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 Robo um, Albrighton tries everything to to win the, the battle at a little challenge there and um, Robo is really cool good first contact and then sensational cross super move from from um, Diogo yes he's a good player that's the reason why we signed him. Okay, uh, we've got Dave Maddock. We need some more hands up for people who want to ask in the open, but I've got Paul Joyce as well and James Pierce. So go on, uh, Dave Maddock next. Uh, Jürgen, that, that's a, a record in the history of Liverpool Football Club for games undefeated at home. And obviously you've passed some incredible sides in Liverpool's history. So, so how do you feel about that? What does that say about your team? Look, my... My problem is that in the moment I have, I spoke so much about football, I had so much to think about what, how we can play the next game and things like this. So it doesn't feel it. Maybe it's not right, but there will be a moment for sure um, in the future when I, when I think back and hopefully it will be a different number then and not only 64. Um, but it's um, absolutely incredible. But it's all about the boys. It's all, um, I think, it's really difficult to, to achieve something like this. But um, when you think about how, how tight all the decisions a lot of a lot of games were then it doesn't doesn't happen just like like this so you have to really dig in for that and the boys did that and I told you said it a few times before and uh, we really enjoy playing here it's our ground it's our home everything feels home even when the people are not here which is um, absolutely what is the right word whatever it's just not it doesn't feel right but we have to do it and we are happy we can play um, and so uh, what the boys put out there on the, on the pitch um, um, performance wise is absolutely incredible and it's the only reason for the number and um, obviously it's pretty tricky and pretty difficult to, to set records for, for this incredible club because our fathers or grandfathers they, they were obviously pretty good so having this record now I'm, I'm happy for the players but it doesn't feel like this in the moment like a big moment to be honest because um, we play on Wednesday and that's my actually only concern in the moment. <coughs> Thanks Dave. Paul Joyce and then James Pearson that's it as, as it stands. So Paul. 
Um, hi, Jürgen. So, uh, I was just wondering if I could clarify one thing. Has Mo tested negative today? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's a negative today. Yeah. And, it, and is it correct that you'll be tested again in two days? Is that your understanding? Like yeah, yeah, I think he's now, I, I think it's from now on pretty normal in all the testings. So we have to look, we have tomorrow the UEFA testing for the Champions League. I'm pretty sure he will be in that. Um, he has now the, the, he can now train with us tomorrow. Nice. And yeah, that's it. I, I, I don't, I don't know about the second test the day after, to be honest, but that could be. It could be in the, the Premier League test already again. Yeah. So, yeah, probably. There are two tests in the next two days. So, yes, he will be tested, yeah. like um, all of us. Last question is going to come from James Pierce before we uh, conclude these. James, you're on. You need to unmute, James. Hello. Hi, Jürgen. You okay? Hi, James. Um, Jürgen, can you just check what the situation is with Naby in terms of, do you know what he has done? He felt his hamstring and was not able to play on. Otherwise, he would have stayed on the pitch. Yeah, and how about Shakiri? <sighs> Shuck. Um, <laughs> so, how I know it, um, Shuck had a little, uh, oh, a little, um, a muscle injury in uh, at the national team, which he didn't really realize. So now he trained with us. A very, uh, we gave him a day off when he came back. Then he was involved in the session, but it was, um, it was not fully involved in all these kind of things. So he just did a little bit. After that, he felt a little bit, and then we made a scan, and then they found that it was a, 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 that he has an injury from five, six days ago. Now we knew about that. Um, not even Shaki knew about it, and uh, but that's how things sometimes are. And so he was not able to be involved. Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference, reflecting on the three-nil win over Leicester City at Anfield. Still plenty in store to come here on the post-game podcast. Your thoughts in the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, plus a number of our regular contributors on the win at Anfield. Diogo Jota's hot streak continuing. Roberto Firmino rediscovering his goal-scoring touch, and more. First of our regular contributors, though. We'll hear from Ross shortly, but first, here's what Hannah made of the evening showing. I am absolutely over the moon with that performance. I don't quite know what I was expecting. I didn't sort of know what team we were going to put out. I didn't know what sort of performance we were going to have, given the extensive injury list that we already have. So, um, you know, we go into the international break and Trent gets injured. Within days of joining up with the England camp, Gomez gets injured and quite a serious one at that by the end of the international break Henderson's injured and Salah gets Covid and suddenly you're thinking oh my god what sort of team are we going to be able to put out against Leicester and given the form that Leicester were in before the international break and you know they're very much almost top of the league so um, well they, they were top of the league before the international break so I was a little bit worried you know they're quite in, in form so I thought I thought they were going to cause us a lot more problems than they did. We managed to keep them pretty quiet. Vardy had a very quiet game. Um, I mean, he didn't receive a lot of service, but I mean, going forward, Leicester weren't particularly great for us. I mean, I know that the opener was in a way gifted to us. I mean, it was quite the header from from Johnny Evans, but you know, obviously it didn't come from one of our own players. But I didn't think it came against the a play. I thought we deserved a goal we'd created a few very good chances and we deserved to be one ahead so you know that sort of then almost set the tone for the rest of the game I mean they could have had an equaliser 
quite soon after Harvey Barnes had done a little bit better but other than that it was pretty much all Liverpool and obviously Jota then gets his goal <laughs> what, what a signing he has been I could probably sit here and talk for hours about how much I adore that man like he has been absolutely phenomenal he's just hit the ground running and that is just so brilliant to see because I mean every I was so hyped about Thiago Jot has been the signing of the summer really so you know that's amazing and you know he has made himself undroppable like he came in and you're sort of thinking oh he's going to be a bit of a impact sub he's he's gonna you know get a few games here and there but he's coming to the side he just fits in so well the style of play fits him to a t he works incredibly hard he's just a clock player through and through which it's just he's he's a delight to watch um but for me no I don't think I've ever been so happy to see someone score in my entire life, honestly. He deserved that goal more than anything and I think the reaction from the players, the reaction from the backroom staff and Klopp says it all. We've all been dying for him to score. They've been dying for him to score just as much as we have and you almost you just didn't think it was going to come. I mean, just moments before that, you know, absolute scramble in front of goal, he, he should score you look at the goal line technology and you're thinking this guy is cursed because I don't know how anyone can get that unlucky and then he steps up with a fantastic header and gets his goal and I'm hoping that will give him the confidence kick that he needs you know because he's been playing without confidence he's looked a shadow of the player that that he's been for us in the past so you know if that can instill a little bit more confidence into him and and he can push on from here and, and sort of at least get back to what we've seen before I think you know that's only a good thing for us and, and we need an informed Bobby Firmino if we're going to have a chance of winning this league title so that's brilliant to see I thought the left hand side in particular um, I thought Robertson and Mane incredible created so much down that flank we looked so threatening and I thought Milner as well I mean again sh- the shift that that guy puts in honestly um exceptional performance from him and Curtis Jones as well um I, I do just want to mention because he looked really good as well um you know for someone so young I'm pretty sure I've said this before on this podcast but he's he's a player beyond his years the confidence that he plays with so young is just incredible so a very good performance from him obviously the one disappointing part that game obviously Nabi going off injured you know he's been out for weeks and weeks I think about five weeks um he goes around international duty plays two 95 odd minute games and he comes back and gets injured it's very much the story of Nabi's time at Liverpool really <laughs> hamstring one as well which is frustrating and I feel like that's going to be another number of weeks on on you know his injury record so it's frustrating um, and the games continue to come thick and fast. Atalanta on Wednesday and our squad is continuing to drop like flies. So it's a difficult one, but if we can carry on performing like that, I think we'll be just fine. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on Liverpool v Leicester City game. A dominant 3-0 win and Liverpool have now set a, a club record, unbelievably 64 games unbeaten at home and 
for a club of Liverpool's stature and Liverpool's record of history for this team to be setting a record like that is unbelievable really and 64 games long may it continue today's game totally dominant from the Reds from the first minute to the last and I thought we were absolutely excellent a little bit worrying going in obviously we've got the injuries obviously the two main centre-backs are out the equation now Gomez is the latest one looking like a season and the injury and we're missing Salah because of COVID issues and still not got Thiago back in the side. It's Trent Arnold's missing. And you're thinking we're going to be a bit, we might struggle a little bit here, but great to see Fabinho back in the middle there with Joel Matip. Really, I think that's really vital. If they, if we can keep them two just fitting over maybe till January when we need, when we can possibly get reinforcements in. Cause it's a big ask for you know the young lads to play week week in week out on that centre the centre defence. But yeah, first half total total dominance. You can see what Leicester's game plan was. They were going to try and sit there and play on the counter, but we nullified anything they had. And wonderful to see the first goal going off. You know the old Man United player Johnny Evans. Great finish from Johnny Evans there to put Liverpool one 0 and. One nil head, and it's you can't beat seeing an ex-Man United player scoring for the Reds. That's lovely to see. I think they had one or two half chances, but we totally dominated that. We totally dominated that first half, and Jota ends up getting the second. Great bit of football. I think Jones plays the switch pass. Robbo whips the ball in like he like he does, and Jota, who's been an absolute revelation since we've signed him, makes it two nil and. There's never going to be any doubt in the result there. Going into the second half, you're thinking the Leicester are going to come into it. We know they've got quality. We've seen it before. With likes of Barnes, Madison, Vardy, but you know, we kept we kept them really quiet, I think. And you've got to give real credits to the defence there. And I think you've got to give a special mention. James Milner. What a what a what a signing. What a man he's been at that club over the years. And we'll put in a shift wherever you play him. Midfield, left back, right back, wing back, whatever, he'll do the job. And tonight, he played right back until the young lad came on and he moved foot a little bit into midfield, but he was he was excellent at right back. And I think it was maybe a plan of Leicester that they were going to try and go it. James Milner maybe didn't think he had the legs because they had the young wing back, that James Justin, I think he's called, looked quite quick, a little bit lively, but... You know, Milner, Milner totally dealt with him and just shows the professionalism. What a what what a professional, what a player. I'd give him a contract for as long as he wants to play. Give him a year-to-year contract. What a player, what a role model. And yeah, you know he's never, ever going to let you down. If we had to throw the lad in centre-back, I think if we had to throw him in goal, I think he'd do a job for us. Great player and yeah, made up for him. Cater... Um, Played well there today as well. A little bit unlucky. He's gone off injured. Hopefully that's not too serious. He seems to be holding his hamstring. Bobby, should have said how he didn't score. I think it was about 60, 75, 76 minutes. He's at the post and I think they've shown the replay on the on the tellies and a couple of millimetres off the goal line thing and it, somehow it's not going to... I think Manny's deflected shot went off the post as well so but in the end lovely to see Bobby 
to get the third goal from the header from the corner. Great header. And you can see what it meant to him. You can see what it meant to the team for Bobby. He's, he took a little bit of criticism. Maybe maybe it has been further criticism because he has been a little bit off the pace. But of course he was excellent today. He's been excellent for us over the years and we'll never doubt Bobby Firmino's ability and his quality and what he provides for that team and what he does for that team off the ball. And I'm so happy for him to get that goal today. All in all, like I say, total dominate, dominant performance. Champions performance, I'd say, with so many bodies missing. And it's so positive looking forward. I know there's a really busy schedule now coming up. Thank God we've seen the back of these internationals. They're finished now till the new year. But it's game after game now, isn't it? Champions League, league, Champions League, league. Next few weeks, we've got the squad. I think that's proved that today. We've got the squad. The, the bench was looking a little bit thin, but we are thin on the ground on bodies now. But we've proved we've got the ability there in that squad. Um, man of the match wise, it's so hard to choose for Liverpool. There, I think, like I say, Diego Jota been an absolute revelation since he's come to the club no one thought he was going to be like this but he's literally the perfect Liverpool player great bit of recruitment they've seen something that not everyone's seen and he's the perfect Liverpool player he's an absolute joy to watch Curtis Jones mentioned him thought he was excellent involved in a lot of the good stuff you know really really lively such a young lad to be given the chances by Klopp and obviously Klopp really believes in him he's given these chances but the only man I think you've got to mention you've got to say James Milner man of the match absolute legend of the club now and he literally is Mr Reliable never let you down great interview from the lad at the end as well at the end of the match and so happy for him so happy for the club now we can push on game after game now let's get let's get it moving Champions League midweek Atlanta, Atalanta and then um, is it Brighton I think Sunday, Saturday games will come thick and fast we've proved we've got the squad this is where the season begins now eight, eight to nine games in this is where we can make our mark come on Liverpool let's do this The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And yeah, what were we worried about? (laughs) A fantastic, fairly straightforward performance and win in the end from the defending champions, showing the stuff of champions, as they say. And just like that, we're back up to essentially joint top. Yeah, it was a very satisfying performance, that one. Um... That makes it 64 games unbeaten at home, which is a new record for Liverpool and just a really impressive performance from Liverpool, I thought, given the circumstances, you know, the control of the game for the most part over an informed Leicester, I think will have surprised a lot of people. But I think less so for the Reds fans who watch these lads week in and week out, you know. The narrative going into the game was obviously around the injuries. There was a lot of pre-match panic, I think, with Gomez, Trent, Henderson, Salah all out. But then when you saw the actual start in 11 before kickoff, it did feel like the concerns were maybe slightly overblown because it was still a really positive, really good, you know, starting team. But 
you know, having your captain out, your top goal scorer, your top assist provider, the best centre-back in the world, uh, England's best centre-back too, probably, our big summer signing. It's not a great state of affairs, to be honest, but I think we coped with it amazingly well. You know, Cater and Jones coming into the midfield. Fabinho returning to partner Matip at the back was a big boost, obviously. Then you had... James Milner slotting in at right back again, of course. Always good to have Millie, as Klopp said before the game. Um, You know, it's still a very nice team, which goes to show the strength of the squad. Although it it was a shame to see, you know, the likes of Thiago and Shaqiri weren't fit enough to make the bench, you know. Sounds like Thiago could be back for next weekend against Brighton, which is a positive, but... The the extra frustration, I guess, was Naby Keita seemed to pick up another injury. We'll see how serious that is. That'll be another Liverpool player out. Time to revisit the five subs a game discussion again, methinks. But yeah, all of that going into the game was a bit of a worry. You know, Leicester obviously being on a great run. They had this 100% record away from home as well this season. You had all the usual Brendan Rodgers narrative there too. So could have been a banana skin, but... The way this Liverpool team played was very much like, well, what was what was everyone worried about? You know, we, we controlled the game. We kept Leicester relatively quiet. Loads of great attacks, loads of great chances. It was just a great performance in the end. You know, the front three working really nicely together. I thought Keaton Jones looked really lively, um, driving the team forward. You know, if you didn't know about the absences ahead of the game, you probably wouldn't have known watching the performance because it was a very typical dynamic Liverpool performance under Jurgen Klopp and I think that speaks to the Klopp effect you know we've seen it in cup games where the young players come in but the style is still always so recognisable this is a team that is now built and equipped in theory to deal with injuries and absences because they're so well drilled as a squad and as a unit Saying that, probably wouldn't have expected the first goal to come from a hilarious own goal from former Man United man Johnny Evans, but we'll take it. Then second goal is just wonderfully done. Great left-back play from Robertson. What a ball he whips in. Lovely header from Jota, who is quite good at scoring goals, you know. You know, we keep saying it, but the way Jota has hit the ground running in this team is really so impressive and... For us to have players like that now so that we don't miss a player as great as Mohamed Salah when he's out, which a couple of seasons ago just wouldn't have been the case. We'd have been screwed without Salah there. So that we don't miss him as much now is a real testament to that. Uh, Leicester really struggled with with Jota today. You know, his late runs into the box, he caught them out with that again and again. And then Bobby Firmino, you know, I was gutted for Bobby when he didn't make it three initially with that crazy chance. How he didn't score that, I'm still not quite sure. Denied by the post, off the line clearance, ridiculous margins. We're talking millimetres. And I'm sure, like me, everyone was delighted when he did finally get that goal. He really deserved that. Great performance from him today. And I just bloody love the madman, so I always want to see him score, to be honest. Um... And then at the back as well, you know, after all this talk of the defensive absences, you know, the back four managed to keep Leicester's attack. And Jamie Vardy, in particular, pretty quiet, to be honest. Um, 
So yeah, lovely stuff all round. And as for what's next, you know, Atalanta midweek, I'd have said, was the chance for Klopp to rest some players with us being so far ahead in the group. But with the number of injuries in the squad, I'm not even sure if he can, but hopefully he can rest a few anyway. Um, But yeah, nothing but positive feelings after that performance. I think it was exactly the tonic we needed after a worrying couple of weeks, really, seeing Liverpool players dropping like flies on international duty. So... Yeah, bring it on Mourinho, bring it on Spurs because we're still the best team in this league as far as I'm concerned and long may it continue. Cheers, up the Reds. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. On Saturday the 31st of January 1981, Leicester City FC came to Anfield and beat an injury-stricken Liverpool FC by two goals to one. Five days previously, Brendan Rodgers had turned eight years old. Jurgen Klopp was 13. So when 53-year-old Jurgen Klopp recently said, it's very hard to break a record at Liverpool, it didn't garner many headlines being such a seemingly obvious statement. When you stop and think about it, however, the guard Gantuan record broken tonight when Leicester City FC came to Anfield and got absolutely Brendan Rodgered by an injury-stricken Liverpool FC 3-0 should not just be sung from the rooftops but blared out from them. Perhaps by 1980s band Napalm Death as this was simply, not simply, heavy metal football. This was death metal. Brendan's boys got themselves in a tiz all night, having no answer to the super-string theories of 11-dimensional Liverpool. Jota also got a record for scoring in all of his first four home games and was majestic throughout the match. Sadio Mane could have scored but was causing absolute pandemonium everywhere. Curtis Jones was tremendous, both with the ball and without, as were our centre-backs, Andy Robbo, Jimmy Milner, Jeannie, Naby, Nico, Alison Becker. Have I missed anyone? Ah, yes. Bobby. Bobby Firmino. The M-theory. The elegant transformation of S-duality and T-duality that binds the superstrings together. Don't know what I'm on about? Don't worry. Nor do I. But this is Owen from Cop On Podcast, getting all excited, feeling all jiggly-wiggly, because Liverpool are pretty much top of the league. Tottenham play Chelsea next week. And can the B-team kick it? Yes, they can. Owen, following on from Alex as the Reds make history at Anfield on a complete night for Jurgen Klopp's Red Juggernaut. If stats and records are your thing, incidentally, Liverpool now on to 64 home league games without defeat. The record now in their sights is Chelsea's 86 home league games unbeaten. That run stretching from March 2004 to October 2008, when yes, it was Xavi Alonso indeed who ended that run. The Reds running out 1-0 winners on that afternoon. Let's get ourselves, though, into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group before we go. Eric Belt writes, put some respect on the name Jimmy Milner, man of the match for me. Richie O'Farrell says, outstanding team performance. 
every player was superb. Jürgen got it spot on and Leicester never got a sniff. The front three seemed very fluid and connected. Bobby back at it big time. Great to get a clean sheet. The only negative is Naby hobbling off, sadly, yet again. Excellent 10 out of 10 performance from the team. Back in the early season groove. That's why we're champions. Matthew Jones writes, so many of our competitors will be gutted with that given the number we had missing and the opposition. All over the pitch, there were top performances and as a unit, we were excellent and it didn't look like a patchwork side. Job well done. And David Allen says, it doesn't seem to matter who plays for us. The discipline, application and teamwork remains the same. We have Klopp to thank for that great win against a strong side. For more of that, head to Facebook, search for the Blood Red podcast and join our Blood Red community on there. And who knows, your thoughts could well be read out here on the post-game podcast. Final thoughts tonight come from Mark Baker. Felt Liverpool were outstanding in the game. I believe that Liverpool are by by far and away the best team in the division. And I believe that obviously if they had Van Dijk, obviously there's been a drop off in Manchester City, which which goes towards um, the points, I suppose. But with Van Dijk, I feel Liverpool would win the league, and they would win it by a margin in which they would see the season out with nothing to play for over the final couple of games. I I, I do believe that. Obviously, that's been changed by Van Dijk's injury. I don't think you can quantify really how big a blow that is. However, I think tonight just reminded again how far Liverpool are away from the majority of teams in the Premier League. The best coach team in the division. And I think sometimes you can get you can fall into the trap of watching Liverpool fixtures and almost not appreciate how difficult it is for the opposition to play and and gain territory in Liverpool's final third. I mean, the total domination Liverpool had over the game today in relation to uh, ball possession, territorial advantage, all them aspects was massive. That level of of work rate, intensity, collective alignment of all the units of the team to stop the opposition advancing just cannot be understated in, in how in how big it is and, and how much of a coaching triumph it is, really. I mean, very often when Liverpool play games of football, it is moments in games that the opposition have. And a lot of this season, especially the early part of the season, has seen that them a large percentage, of, a large percentage of their moments within the games have actually ended up in Liverpool's net. But the absolute percentage of the game that swells in Liverpool's favour in terms of dominance is massive, really. And... Obviously, tonight, just to touch on a few of the players, I mean, Robertson was fantastic, has been for a long long period of time now. And I think it's getting to the stage where you almost take for granted his performance. I felt James Milner did very well, especially early early on in the first half, a full-back with his use of the ball. Very often, with a great weight of pass and delivery into the forward players, actually quite reminiscent of Alexander-Arnold, one or, two, one or two of the passes within the game. And I believe that Milner has been below the level to be a starting central midfield player for Liverpool over a period of time now, probably about a year and a half. It can't be underestimated, however, how important it is having adaptable players within the squad, and especially in this season of all seasons, players capable of fulfilling multiple roles. And I think he showed today just how important that is coming in in the full-back area and producing a level of performance in which 
kept Liverpool on the front foot. Again, with the player, I suppose you, you can't undervalue the unmeasurable quality of that leadership standard setting on a daily basis, just how much of an influence he must have on the group as a whole and why it's so vital to have members and experienced professionals who can also play at the level that he can within the squad. That takes me on to the player I want to talk about the most, really, in Gini Van Alden, who, again, is one of the leaders within the Liverpool squad, obviously, is, with, is within that leadership group of, I think it's four players in Van Dijk, Milner, Henderson and Van Alden. And again, I suppose that your average, well, the, the, any supporter can't really measure the influence that the player has on a on a weekly basis, daily basis, and just how brilliant I, I believe he's been since coming to Liverpool. I mean, when he when he first arrived at the club, I, I just couldn't understand the signing. I mean, I'd seen him as as very much a player who was a third man runner, entered the penalty area, very good at timing his movements, and and a goal scoring player for from midfield for PSV and obviously for for Newcastle before that. And he's completely morphed his game at Liverpool. I mean, Klopp obviously seeing something in the player, in the way that he's seen him playing and, and developing his career, that probably other managers couldn't have seen. And I think that's the great thing about Klopp and obviously the 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 minds that he has around him, that they identified a player who could do a, a vastly different role to the one he's, he'd played previously or currently actually occupies playing for his national team it's now got to the stage where he's quite comfortable playing as the deeper or the deepest player of the three midfield players in Liverpool's side. And his great strengths, obviously, as a number eight through the years, which has been his primary position for Liverpool, has been his ability to shield the ball under pressure. Very metronomic. Always one of the highest pass completion rates in the division. Brilliant strength. Fantastic engine. Able to, to cover ground. But his tactical discipline and awareness of how to cut off passing lanes, how to balance the team out, which is so important in the roles that them midfield players play for Jürgen Klopp. Something that can't really be undervalued, especially in this season, and we're seeing it with certain individuals who, who sign for Liverpool and uh, who play for them this season, in the, in the way Van Alden is different to them. He's available for every single game of football. I can really recount many games throughout the period of time that he's been at the club for some four and a half years, whatever it may be, with his mixed fixtures. An absolute machine in that sense and durability, so important. So you can have all the ability in the world, but if, if you can't get on a football field on a consistent basis, then how can you be of the same value? And obviously, coming into the next couple of months, he's going to be an out-of-contract player. And you can see the thinking behind it from Liverpool in, in, to an extent because they've got a team who are very much ageing at the same uh, level in terms of the, the age profile of, of the squad and do they believe a mega bumper contract to Wijnaldum when they have other players potentially mature and coming through in that midfield area, maybe acquisitions within the next few years who are of a lower age profile of course there's a decision to make over that but at the same time, has he ever been more valuable to Liverpool in terms of being able to play in all the positions, taking on even more of a leadership role? I would suggest that one of the big leaders in the team is no longer there. And I think it's drawn to its inevitable conclusion, really, that Van Alden will leave Liverpool at the end of this year. I think once it gets that far, and obviously within a month of talking to other clubs, I think that looks like it'll be the case. But an absolute elite player, 
And I thought he was fantastic again tonight and such a big thing to be able to adapt and it, it, almost like a chameleon on the football field, the way you can just adapt to whatever the requirements of the team and the manager are. And again, I just thought in every sense in the way he protects the ball, keeps it moving on, positional discipline, outstanding again today and will be in the coming months regardless of what is where his future lies and whoever acquires him will be getting a fantastic player and a player who will play a lot of games for whoever it is the side, you know, the, the elite side that'll pick him up. Whether Liverpool have changed their mind, I doubt it at this stage. And you, as I say, I've displayed some of the reasons being. But I just wanted to highlight him today in what was an excellent, magnificent, well-coached Liverpool performance from all the players carrying out the game plan of the manager, which I just think on a weekly basis now, and over a consistent period of time, has been far, far removed from anything else in the league. Mark Baker giving us his take on the win and singling out Jeannie Vinaldum for special praise. For more reaction, don't forget the Blood Red podcast will be with you on Monday afternoon as we pick through the bones of the 3-0 win over Leicester City and look ahead to the return of Champions League action. Thanks goes to those who continue to listen in wherever it is you get your audio on demand. Any ratings and reviews also are more than appreciated. So Diogo's hot streak continues and Bobby Firmino back on the score sheet as the Reds fittingly keep their first Anfield shutout of the new season. On the night, the goalkeepers' union paid tribute to the late great Ray Clements en route to joining Tottenham atop of the Premier League table. Some things are more than coincidence. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.